at the onset, this is not an easy letter to digest. It's easy to understand, hard to digest. And it's important for us to remember that it's coming from a place of love. We see in the last letters how much Rav Shneir Zalman is pushing for tzedakah and chesed. But now he wants to offer us perspective how to deal with hard times in life. It's almost like the previous letters are written to the people who should share. And this is written to the people who have the lack. And he writes in singular form, with sensitivity, but also with firmness and a belief that each individual can achieve this level. No, I haven't achieved this level. Wow, if only I could. He says like this, there's two ways how to live. And both lives superficially seem the same. Both people have families. Both people have a desire for a long life. Both people want to make a living. But for two very different reasons. One wants it because I want it. What do you mean? I deserve it. Life is supposed to be good. I'm supposed to make a living. I'm supposed to be successful. There's no reason I shouldn't have children. There's no reason I shouldn't have nachas for my children. I want to have a long life. Of course, I want to have as many experiences as possible. I want to tour the world. Then there's the other individual that Rabbi Shneur Zalman is teaching us to aspire to, and that is, I don't want any of this for selfish reasons. I ask myself one question and one question only. What does Hashem want? I nullify my wills to Him, and I have no desire in this world, even things that are biologically ingrained into me a desire for family, a desire for sustenance, a desire for life. In other words, by default, I'm higher than this. I should be higher than this. And I look at this world and I see, like, I don't even want to be alive. I want to be one with God. As the sages say, you're, you're living against your will. In other words, your will is not, is not about any of this physicality. I don't need this. Yes, I need to sleep, I need to eat, but it's not where I'm at. It's not what I want. It's not my dream. What does my world surround? What's my foundational principle? What is my starting point? God. Now, how can you achieve such a level? It's when you have true faith. Faith that literally is not just what you believe, but it gets to your kishkas. It permeates you. And it's a, a faith that's fully developed and mature. And what is this faith? This is a faith that you believe that God created this world from nothing. But when we say nothing, we're not saying the way we usually translate, you know, physical from nothing. No, what we're saying is it comes from the God's level of nothingness, of Chachma that we explored, explored earlier in Tanya the level of nullification. It comes from a place of absolute oneness with God and the chachma of God, the logic of God. So every single moment, this world is being recreated through God's logic, through the way He sees it. And each moment it's like that. So if Hashem's recreating my life at this moment with these challenges, it's from His chachma. Some people see God's involvement in the world like someone who builds a house, but then the house doesn't need them anymore. Some people see it's, it's like a, a, an old clock that once in a while you have to just, you know, fix it and time it and make sure it still works or put in a new battery. No, 
It's not Hashem once in a while checking and getting involved. It is this world. Every single moment Hashem is recreating this world just like He created it in the six days of creation. It's totally from new. And when a person will meditate on this and imagine this in the truth, in every single moment of every single day that Hashem is literally creating this world, then I will never get sad. There's a story about a certain fellow at the beginning of the Hasidic movement who got so excited to hear about it, he ran away from home. And he went to join the movement. And then he comes back a while later and his father-in-law is angry. You just left my daughter like that. What did you learn? So this fellow says, I learned that there's a God. So the guy says, are you kidding me? He calls the Jewish maid at home and says, tell me who created the world. And she says, God. So the father-in-law looks and says, for that you traveled to learn what every simple person knows. And the son-in-law said, she says it. I know it. In other words, we have to achieve a level of faith in God that I know it. It's me. It's everything I know about. It's my reality. And then how is it possible that I could see bad? How can I ascertain the thought that there's suffering or any affliction? Because the ayin, which is God's chachma, is the source of life, goodness, and delight. It's the level of Gan Eden. And that's where my whole reality is being created from now. Accept that because it's not apprehensible. I'm not digesting it alight. So one imagines that they're suffering or afflicted. In truth, however, in the words of the Medrash, Ein Ra Yared Momaila. No evil descends from above. Everything is good. But it's hard for us to digest it. It's unconceivable to man. It's God's chachma, not our chachma. And therefore it's so hard for us to digest this idea. And this is the essence of faith for which we were created. To believe that there is no place void of God. He's everywhere. And that Hashem is shining His light all the time. And therefore, there's always joy, because God is only good all the time. I've said this, and I've tried to to believe what I'm saying. I'll be honest, it's hard for me, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard. But just because something's hard, doesn't mean it's not true. So the Tanya continues and says, therefore, after everything I told you, first of all, we're talking about God. Therefore, one ought to be happy and joyous at every time and hour and truly live by the faith in Hashem who animates us and acts kindly towards us at every moment. But someone who grieves and laments and quetches demonstrates that they are undergoing some hardship and suffering and lack some goodness. And over here, Rabbi Schneer Zalman says some heavy words. He says, it is heaven for friend, like a heretic who denies Hashem's omnipresence. For if he would truly believe, he would realize as above that in the light of Hashem's countenance there is life and strength and joy are by Hashem, and that he indeed lacks nothing. nothing. And this is why the sages of the truth, the Kabbalists, strongly rejected the trait of sadness, 
for it contradicts a Jew's true faith that there's no place devoid of him. The truly faithful, however, is not perturbed by any suffering whatsoever, and with respect to all mundane matters, yes and no are all the same to him in true equality. Wow, if you could live like this. But to those who they are not the same, good and bad, yes and no, demonstrates that they are one of the Erevrav, who act but for themselves. And they love themselves to the extent that they remove themselves from under the hand of Hashem, all because of self-love. And that's why they desire the life of the flesh and children and sustenance, for that is good. And indeed, says Rabbi Shneir Zalman, it would have been better for this person had they not been created, for the main purpose of creation in this world is to be tested by trials and physical tribulations, so to ascertain what's in the heart, as the verse says in, in Akev, whether the heart will turn towards other gods, namely the passions of the body, which evolve from the other side, Sitra Achra, and desire th- these, or whether the desire and wishes to live the true life which evolves from the living God. One must believe that he truly, li- truly lives and really lives the true life, and that all his needs and everything related to himself truly evolve in all their details, not from Sitra Achra, from the dark side, for Hashem guides the steps of man and makes the steps of man firm. And while there is yet no word on my tongue, Hashem, you know it all, says the verse in Tehillim. Hashem's aware of everything even before we speak, think, or do. Accordingly, everything's absolute good, except that which is not apprehended by us. When one believes this truly, everything becomes good even on a revealed level. For by such a faith in which one believes that what manifestly seems to be evil is in fact receiving its vitality from the supreme good, from Hashem's Chachma, which is not apprehensible, and which is the Gan Eden that transcends the world to come, that's where it all comes from, by this faith, the imagined evil is truly absorbed and sublimated, sublimated in the concealed supreme good so that the good becomes palpably revealed to the physical eye. When it came to this chapter, I didn't offer, this part of the chapter, I didn't offer any of my own words. I read it directly from Lessons in Tanya because I'm not at this level. <laughs> but Rabbi Schneer Zaman expects me and expects all of us to aspire to this, and especially in times of challenges that we're living in. This is the ultimate level to live by, if only. <laughs>